Hey everyone, and welcome to the Balance Life Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Tillman, coach with Balance Coaching. If it's your first time listening in, as always, I want to extend a warm welcome to you. On this show, we tackle some of the biggest challenges in life, and we share tips and strategies and practical steps to help you live a life of clarity, confidence, and purpose. So if you're not already subscribed or following along, I hope you'll do that today so you don't miss any future episodes. If you're not a new listener and you're a oldie, regular, thank you. I just want you to know how much I appreciate the fact that you are listening in every week. It means the world to me. Uh, today, we're going to dive into the cornerstone of human experience, or one of the cornerstones. Of, can you have more than one cornerstone? I don't know. Anyway, the importance of healthy connections. So let's, let's unravel this a bit. Healthy connections are more than just the threads that link us to others. They're the lifelines that nourish our soul. They strengthen our resilience, and they amplify the joys in our lives. They're so incredibly important. And what's important is we understand, I'm talking about depth over surface level. In the digital age, we got social media interactions. We are arguably more connected than we have ever been in human history. And yet those social media interactions really often just skim the surface. They, you know, those deep and genuine connections are really lost on us. There are, I was reading, um, I think it was earlier this week, there was a study uh, that said, it's an old study, but I was reading it this week about the lack of friendships that people have. I think most Americans have maybe one deep friendship, if that. A lot of people don't have any deep friendships, everything's surface level. So, when I'm talking about healthy connections, I'm talking about connections that entail this reciprocity of feelings. Both parties are invested emotionally, and both parties are deriving a mutual benefit from that relationship. And then it really it involves emotion or mutual respect. It's where both parties recognize and appreciate the inherent worth of the other person. It's about celebrating good times together but then offering that shoulder during the low times, but doing all of that without judgment. This is a judgment-free space in deep relationships. Doesn't Now, when I say judgment, it doesn't mean that you don't have disagreements. It doesn't mean that you have to agree with everything, but we're withholding judgment on the other person. And then trust and vulnerability. It's that, that bedrock of any strong connection is trust. You ask a million people, and I'd argue they would probably tell you that trust is paramount to a good relationship. Trust fosters an environment where individuals can show their vulnerabilities, they can share their insecurities, and they can still feel safe and accepted. And I think of Genesis uh, when Adam and Eve were first created, and the scripture says that they were both naked and unashamed. And theologians often say that that gives the idea that they knew each other wholly and completely. They were vulnerable. They, they saw each other just as they were completely, and they were safe and accepted. And ever since the fall, we've been struggling to get back to that sense of safety and connection and relationships, especially with other human beings. Let's take a little bit of time to talk about the science behind connections, because it's more than just emotional. This desire to connect is deeply rooted in our biology and our psychology. So from a neurological perspective, you want to get sciencey for a bit. We've got this hormone called oxytocin, and that's often called the love hormone or the bonding hormone, and it plays a pivotal role 
in forming and strengthening social bonds. So when we connect with someone, our brain releases that oxytocin, and that leads to feelings of warmth and bonding and security. This happens very often in, in newborn babies, that skin-to-skin contact, or when a baby is feeding and they're looking at you while they're feeding, um, that oxytocin is being released to bond that child to you as the parent. They also have an impact on our health. Strong social bonds have been linked to so many health benefits. They boost immunity. They decrease stress levels. They can even increase your lifespan. So you want to live longer, have good relationships and strong connections. On the flip side, prolonged loneliness or lack of quality connections triggers things like inflammation, heightened anxiety, uh, can increase vulnerability to a lot of different ailments. Now, I wrote a chapter in a, a textbook several years ago on um, the social uh, connection, social connections and the social determinants of health. And it was amazing how important social connection is to our health. So if for nothing else, you want to be more healthy, you need to really dive into building strong connections in your life. And then there's psychological anchoring. Relationships, especially healthy ones, they act as anchors for us. They offer stability in a chaotic world. They provide a reference point for us. And all that helps ground us to our experiences and helps ground our emotions. If you want to dive deeper, I'd encourage you to look into some attachment theory stuff in this area. Uh, But the attachments we develop, even at a young age, follow us throughout the rest of our life. It doesn't mean you can't change your attachment patterns or your attachment filters, but they impact the way that we interact. So if you have lots of anxious connections with other people, guess what? You're probably going to have a lot of anxiety in your emotional life. Uh, The exact opposite is also true. If you have more stable relationships in your life, you're probably going to have more stable emotional uh, or a more stable emotional life. So I hope you can see the importance of healthy, strong connections. So how do we build these things in our life? So I'm going to go through a couple steps that I think can be helpful for us as we seek to build and nurture connections. First of all, prioritize face-to-face time. Personal interactions foster deeper emotional connections than digital ones do, hands down. Does not mean that FaceTime's not good or that a Zoom meeting is not good. It just means it's second best to that face-to-face interaction. If all you can do is FaceTime or Zoom, do it. I'd prefer you do that over a text message or over an email because you can at least see one another. But nothing trumps that gold standard of physical face-to-face interaction. So dedicate offline time. And that can be weekly dinners. It can be monthly outings. It could just be a coffee to catch up with someone. If you've got a family, this is why I encourage you to prioritize eating dinner together. Now, when I say prioritize, it doesn't mean if you have a night where somebody's got a soccer game or something like that and you can't eat together that you've just ruined the whole week. That's not it at all. But it needs to be a priority that you typically eat together as a family. And there's a lot of research to show that kids who eat with their families uh, end up better off. (laughs) It's not perfect, but it has a lot of benefits to them socially, uh, emotionally, and so on. Next, active listening. That's key to making someone feel valued and understood. So when you're in conversations, practice active listening. Focus on their words, their emotions, and their body language, and respond. Don't react to what they say. I did an episode on active listening a while back, so I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that if you want to know more. Next, set boundaries. 
Boundaries protect your emotional and your mental space, and they lay the foundation for that mutual respect I talked about earlier. And you want to communicate these clearly and early on. It could be things like time boundaries or emotional bandwidth or personal values, but you need to communicate them clearly and you need to communicate them early on because they set the ground rules for the rest of the relationship. Next, communication. Communication is so critical and it's the bedrock of understanding and intimacy. So initiate regular check-ins with your significant other, with your friend, with whomever you're in relationships with, and voice your feelings and be open to feedback. You want to ensure that those channels are always open and you're always communicating. You can never communicate too much. It's impossible. Next, seek quality over quantity. Deep, genuine connections are way more nourishing than shallow ones are, hands down. It's not about the number of connections you have. It's about the depth of those connections. So don't spread yourself a mile wide and an inch deep. If you have the opportunity, go a mile deep and an inch wide. Get really deep in connecting with other people. Prioritize relationships that bring mutual growth, understanding, and joy. And this is important. It's okay to let go of a relationship that is not healthy for you. It's important that you let go of a relationship that's not healthy for you. The benefits of healthy connections go far beyond personal fulfillment and immediate happiness. So let's dive a little deeper into the ripple effects of these connections. First of all, your personal growth. One of the beauties of meaningful connections is how they challenge us. Through different perspectives and experiences, they push our boundaries, they make us more tolerant, more empathetic, and more understanding. Because we not only learn about others, but we also learn a lot about ourselves in these relationships. And they build community. They knit communities together. They lead to more collaboration, mutual support, shared resources. When we are well-connected, we're more likely to volunteer, to offer help, and to actively contribute to the well-being of, of those around us. And they also enhance creativity because believe it or not, our connections boost creativity. You're sharing ideas, you're brainstorming. If you're simply having a heart-to-heart conversation, all of those can lead to those eureka moments or the birth of a new idea that can be real catalysts for innovation. And, and it's an important part of resilience. Life is unpredictable. I don't know if you've noticed that or not, but life has ups and downs. And in those challenging moments, our connections become our safety net. They offer emotional and even sometimes tangible support that helps us navigate adversity with greater ease. I've seen this play out in my life. My wife and I talk quite often about there was a season in our life we were going through some pretty difficult stuff. And we talk about the fact, had we not had our community of friends around us, we don't know where we would be today. Uh, We don't know if, uh, you know, it, it was one of those dark enough seasons that sometimes, you know, we can see how people who go through what we went through, how their marriages fall apart. And had we not had our church community and our small group community around us in those moments, I, I don't want to think about where we would be. So it, it really was a fundamental piece to our resilience in that part of our life. And last, I want to talk about professional development. So beyond our personal life, healthy connections in a professional setting can pave the way for mentorship opportunities, collaborations, career growth, 
Having a strong network is like having a treasure trove of expertise and experiences and opportunities that you can tap into. You may have heard the phrase before, your network is your net worth. And that's so important and it's so true. The people that you interact with on a professional level, you never know what's going to grow from those relationships. So to put it succinctly, while the immediate joys of quality connections are evident, the long-term benefits are profound and they encompass almost every part of our lives. So these healthy connections act as anchors in the churning sea of life, how things are just constantly in flux. Change is the only constant in life. These connections are anchors in the midst of that. So in this dynamic world that we live in, let's be intentional about the bonds and the connections we foster and we cherish between one another. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with others who may find it helpful as well. And also, be sure to leave a review on your preferred podcast platform so we can get this content out to more people. Hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. And as always, I look forward to joining you all next week. And until then, stay balanced, stay focused, keep seeking God's best for you, 